And now, for a podcast 20 years in the making. Shit, them boys is having the time of their lives. <laughs> it will be in your head for the next hour when we do sports, history, just pure animals. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. With your host, Robbie Nelson. A team that is known as the Bears. The Bears. The Bulls. The Bulls. And Mike Chips. That guy's pretty good, if, if you like. 6'5", 230-pound quarterbacks, laser, rocket arm. Are you ready for Welcome to the Dog And we are back to Welcome to the Dog Pound, featuring myself, your host, Robbie Nelson, the dog. Flying solo today. Um, I know it's been a while since I've been on here, or anybody's been on here. I think it was uh, the draft last year. Um, 2020 was kind of you know, a weird year for everybody. Uh so didn't really have anything to talk about podcast wise. Um, but hoping that will change this year. Um, now that, uh, we get kind of got through hopefully the worst of everything. And I got married a couple weeks ago, so been busy with that too. So, but, uh, should have some more time to, uh, talk about random stuff with you guys. So today we're here to talk about the NFL draft, which is, uh, one of my favorite sports events, but is it really a sports event? I don't know. Non athletic sports events um i guess is the right way to put it um i, I think it should be fun to talk about this at something i would look forward to and i feel like having it here will be a little bit more normal um so i think it'll be fun and it's gonna be wild because like you know with covid we didn't have the usual like scout combine we didn't have any of those sort of things um that we we would have usually had so we'd have a better idea of prospects and a lot of people opted out last year and didn't play in 2020 so some might go in the first round that you didn't haven't seen since 2019 which is pretty wild so before i get into it i want to give a special shout out to uh my cousin chantel's daughter ava ava santana a newer fan to the game of football um and she's gonna listen to my podcast so i want to give her a shout out all right, let's let's dig in. So, the NFL draft it's uh, coming up on Thursday. I'm recording this on Tuesday. Um, I released my mock draft on Facebook, so hopefully you saw that if you know me. Um, and I have attached to our page as well if you want to look there. So, let's just dig right in. So, first up, of course, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I think it would be really crazy if it was anybody but Trevor Lawrence. I mean. It just it seems like that's obviously going to be the pick, um, the quarterback from Clemson. Shad Khan, who's their owner, basically just came out and said that, that that's who they're picking. So um, no really intrigue there. Um, he always seemed to be destined to be the number one pick when he started at Clemson. Um, it'll be interesting. The Jaguars should be interesting, I think, just because, you know, Urban Meyer came out of retirement to be the coach. He's never coached in the NFL. Um, but a lot of people people think he'll be successful, so – I don't know. I don't know what to think. Hopefully they can turn it around because um, they just have never really been able to put it together in their whole existence. Um, Like overpaying, you know, Kit's boy, Blake Bortles. Woof. (laughs) Sorry, Kit. Um, So 
yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that. So next up is the New York Jets. It seems like this is pretty much set in stone too, from what I can tell. Um, and then Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU, he he's an interesting case too because he was incredible this past year. If you watched any of those games, but they didn't really play anybody. But he has like some sort of like I don't know, just moxie to him. He almost looks like Aaron Rodgers running around just slinging the rock back there, and. In 2019, anytime they played anybody good, he wasn't really good. So, I hope the Jets know what they're doing. You know, they they just drafted Sam Darnold a few years ago, a few years ago, and just traded him to um, the Panthers um, to basically start over at the position. So, I mean, they have a lot of holes to fill. So, I, I don't know how it's going to work out for him. And the AFC East is now kind of controlled by the the Bills as well as the Dolphins are getting really good and the Patriots still have Bill Belichick as their coach. So it's going to take a while for the Jets, but hopefully, you know, they help Wilson out after they draft him and get him some help. So we'll see how that goes. Now, at number three, the San Francisco 49ers. This is fascinating. They, you know, traded multiple picks to move up to three because they must be in love with the quarterback just the way that this draft is shaking out. And, like, all the smoke around it is Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a really good year last year, but he also had two first-round receivers – um, a potential first round running back, which I, I mean, I'll get to that, but, and he only started one season, you know, he sat, sat behind Tua Tungvaloa, who's the starter for the Dolphins now. So I don't know what to think with him, but anybody really can be successful in Kyle Shanahan's system. If you look at his history of coaching quarterbacks, he's had some pretty, <laughs> I wouldn't say elite, elite ones, but they had pretty decent stats. And he made, you know, he made Kirk Cousins look good. He made Matt Ryan an MVP. And Matt Ryan's good, don't get me wrong. And then even Nick Mullins has, like, one of the highest yards per uh, average, like, throwing, which is ridiculous because I don't think he can play for anybody else. So maybe this works out. I'm I'm a bigger fan of Justin Fields' potential, and I don't know why he's falling. I, I don't get it. It's probably because, I you know, I don't get paid to scout this stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how that works out for them, but. Um, next we got the Atlanta Falcons, um, at number four, um, and speaking of Matt Ryan, they can't really trade him or like cut him just cause of money with the, the cap situation. So I feel like they're kind of stuck. If they took a quarterback, he's not going to play probably for two years and they'll, we'll see if anybody wants to trade up. But if you're the Falcons, you can pick one of the best prospects in the draft because you don't, you, you're not required to take a quarterback here. There's a lot of good players up here at the top. So I have them taking Kyle Pitts, um, the tight end from Florida, who's incredible, like, specimen. Like, person that big shouldn't be able to move that fast and play like a wide receiver, but he does. So I think it would be a good good pick for them. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how the Falcons go forward from here because they're just kind of stuck in this purgatory where, you know, Julio Jones is older, Matt Ryan is older, but we'll see. You get him another uh, – a prospect like Pitts that could really help Ryan with, you know, Julio Jones, if he could stay healthy and Calvin Ridley on the other side, um, they could be pretty explosive offense with those type of uh, weapons around. So next is the Bengals. And this is a, another tough one because you just drafted Joe Bur- Burrow last year. And I mean, he was really good before he blew out his knee. Um, cause their offensive line was awful. So you have the choice of the top tackle in this draft and, Pene Sewell however I just 
I don't know. I don't. I don't think they choose that. I think they want to get more explosive options on the outside, and probably the best receiver in this uh, draft is Burrow's former teammate Jamar Chase, who's an incredible wide receiver, and I think he'll be a stud at the next level. I mean, Justin Jefferson's a stud already, and nobody thought he was going to be as good as Chase is. So, so we'll see with that. And they could be really lethal with uh, Chase, and they still have Tyler Boyd. They have T Higgins. So. We'll see how that goes, but you got to improve the line, but you got more picks, so try to figure that out. Next is the Dolphins, who made some various moves from higher in the draft, then they then they went lower, and then they traded with the Eagles, so now they're stuck at number six here. And I know there's some stuff that came out today um, about them potentially taking a, a tackle um, because they're going to move one of their guys to guard or something like that. I just briefly saw it on Twitter, so bear with me. But... I, I think they still want to get weapons for Tua and try to surround him with as many as they can because he played last year, but he didn't really do anything. Um, and they always had to bring in uh, my boy Fitzmagic to get them uh, points late in games. So so I have them taking Devontae Smith, who for, who's a wide receiver from Alabama, and they played together, um, and he just won the Heisman Trophy. He's a little, he's a little slender, like small, but – I don't know. He just he looked incredible on the field and like in the playoffs last year, like nobody could cover this guy. So I think he could still be successful at the next level, especially with the fact that you can't really touch receivers anyway. So it doesn't really matter how tiny they are. So I think that's the pick there. Um, but with the new news today, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a spot for Sewell. So next are the Detroit Lions, and they just traded away Matt, Matthew Stafford. Um, they got Jared Goff back in return, which I don't know if anybody thinks that's good, but they at least have a quarterback they can play with. But all their receivers are, like, gone. Um, Marvin Jones, um, all those guys. So I feel like they have to take a wide receiver unless they trade down. But either way, they've got a draft receiver this draft, so why not take the next one, best one on the board here and take Jalen Waddell, who's also from Alabama, who's also incredible. Like, both him and Devontae Smith are just – awesome stud receivers so Waddle is um I feel like a little bit more versatile in his role um and he got banked up last year so you would hope that he's healthy but if he is I mean I think he'd be a really good weapon for the Lions who as a Bears fan I hope is are still bad because I like getting hopefully getting two wins a year but (laughs) we'll see so next is another intriguing spot with the Carolina Panthers who as I stated earlier they just uh traded for Sam Darnold um, as their quarterback. They still have Teddy Bridgewater. And Teddy wasn't bad. He just wasn't really good either. And you hope that Darnold could, in a better supporting cast that the Panthers actually do have, be able to um, just, you know, succeed. You know, you got Christian McCaffrey. They have a little bit better weapons. And I think with this pick, even though I haven't really seen it anywhere, but if he's still on the board, I feel like you got to take him, and that's Panay Sewell, the offensive tackle from Oregon that I was talking about before. Um, he definitely can go to the picks before this, but just the way I I saw this going, he'd fall here, and I, I'd feel like it'd be stupid for the Panthers not to take him, even if they don't necessarily need that. Best player available type of situation. Um, there's some chatter about people trading up for one of the other quarterbacks like Fields or Lance here, so pay attention to that. Or the Panthers might – choose a quarterback i've heard that too so a lot of a lot of different things going on here so it's, it's hard to really know so bear with me on my thoughts on that i guess um next uh number nine is the denver broncos 
and they're not really happy with Drew Locke. Um, he hasn't really done anything for them uh, as a second or a, excuse me, second round pick. So I think they're going to go quarterback. And in this scenario, they don't have to trade up, and they can get their choice of the next two guys that are on the board that are probably going to go to the first round. So for me, I would take Justin Fields, and I think he's the better prospect of the two where he could actually play right away because I think Lance needs to sit. So that's why I have that him going there, and I think that would be their quarterback of the future. But we'll see how that works out. So Next are the Dallas Cowboys at number 10. Um, I have them taking uh, Patrick Sertan, um, who is – the son of a former, um, actually, cornerback in the NFL, which is kind of funny. He uh, he played at Alabama, and um, he's he's my top rated corner. I feel like I don't I don't think J C Horn or one of the other ones are going to go ahead of him. I just I feel like he's the best one on the board. And the Cowboys just seem like they need a corner here. Um, a sneaky need here is offensive line because it's actually gotten really bad, um, and you want to try to start protecting your new franchise quarterback in Dak Prescott, um, who, as they learned after he wasn't playing last year, that you kind of need a guy there and not be stuck with Andy Dalton. More on him later. (laughs) So got them taking the top-rated corner here. So Next, uh, New York Giants, and I have them taking uh, Pay. I think I said that right. I'm not sure. Um, He's kind of a hybrid linebacker defensive end from Michigan. Um, I think they're trying to – to fill a need along the defensive line here and pay um has a lot of good tools and i think he could be successful in the nfl he was kind of moved all over the place in michigan um and he didn't have a ton of stats last year but the big 10 also didn't play all their games either so it's just really hard to tell but i think he'll be a good first round pick and a good fit for the giants um speaking of the giants i'm not sure how i feel about daniel jones i think he's garbage personally so they might be drafting a quarterback sooner than late, sooner than later anyway. So next are the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, kind of a dumpster fire with the Carson Wentz situation. But um, either way, they need to improve their wide receiver uh, position because it's been awful now for a while. Um, and I have them taking Elijah Moore, uh, who's from Ole Miss. This might be a little high for him, um, but he's my next guy on the board. And um, a little smaller, but I think he'll be kind of explosive receiver and – they drafted a receiver last year in Jalen Raker from TCU. And he hasn't really done anything yet, so maybe he comes along in second year and then you have another guy like this to help it, help out Jalen Hurts, who looks like that's the quarterback they're going with going forward. So, But they could take a linebacker. Um, the Eagles usually don't li- draft linebackers high, so I would be surprised if that happened. But they, they, they need one. So Parsons um, from Penn State could be a fit here, but – I, I don't think it will happen, so I think they'll go wide receiver. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, which still feels weird to say because it will always be San Diego to me. But um, I did not expect Justin Herbert to be that good. I am still I still don't understand. I thought he was going to be pretty bad, actually. And he was incredible. Like He looks like the real deal of that draft. So you need to start you know protecting your now franchise quarterback. So – Slater um, is a second-rated tackle um, from Northwestern. Um, he he looks like a stud. I think he'll be a really good player for them, and really fill a, fill a need for the Chargers who are just trying to improve. You know, you have to 
compete with the Chiefs um, in that division. So you need to be able to score points, which means you need to block for your quarterback. So it feels like a good pick. Next, um, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I thought they were going to be a lot better last year, honestly. Um, and they ran the ball really well, but their defense was bad. Kirk Cousins is just Kirk Cousins. I don't, I don't know how else to describe him. Um, but either way, I think they really need to improve their offensive line situation, um, especially with how much they run the ball um, with Dalvin Cook. Although corner is a big need here too because, um, like I said, they were pretty bad on defense. But I would take a offensive lineman here because there's a little bit of a drop-off um, after we get through these first couple. So I would take the Elijah Vera Tucker. I know his last name, but I, don't, I think it's Elijah, his first name. He's kind of a hybrid, either tackle or guard. I'm not sure exactly where he, he would fit, but I th- think he can play either position. Um, but if I was the Vikings, that's who I'd take there because um, either way he's going to start from day one be a good fit for him next i don't know if this is going to happen or not but the new york new england patriots at 15 um there is some chatter about them trading up for a quarterback in this scenario they don't have to and i think they get a guy that could develop and sit behind cam newton sorry cody i know how you feel about him um but i i think he's an intriguing prospect of how they could kind of transform their team from what it used to be with the Tom Brady type of pocket passer into more of a newer type of, of offense with Trey, Trey Lance from a quarterback from North Dakota state. Um, he wasn't very accurate throwing it deep. Um, but I think that was more that he just needs to work, work on his footwork and just, you know, you, you probably don't get taught very well at the FCS level. Um, so, but he has really good tools. I mean, he's he's huge. He has a cannon, and um, he can run the ball too. So I think he's a interesting prospect, but I really feel like he needs to learn first. Um, and I worry if he would have to start right away. So I think this would be a good, good fit for them. Um, also, corner is a need here. Um, sneaky need, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like J.C. Horn from uh, South Carolina goes here. So next, at number 16, we have the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and uh, they're an interesting team. You know, Kyler Murray looked like the best player in the league for about half the season, and then he was just banged up, and their whole offense just revolves around him. So they need to kind of figure that out. But they, they also need to get better on defense, and they, they lost the, um, uh, a standout that they've had for a long time in Patrick Peterson. So – I think they go corner of the guy I just mentioned, J.C. Horn, another NFL uh, son alum from um, Joe Horn, the wide receiver. Um, this J.C.'s from South Carolina, and I think he would fill a need for them um, and start from day one, help help on that side of the ball, and hopefully when they get in shootouts that he could you know pick off some passes and stuff. Um, this could be the first spot for running back, I think. Um, so – Keep your eye out for that. Next are the Las Vegas Raiders, which also feels weird saying still. Um, and I don't think this guy will fall this far, you know, now that I'm looking through what I wrote down again, because um, he's he's going to be a stud at the next level. Micah Parsons, who's a linebacker from the Penn State, he uh, if he puts it together, I think he, he could be 
as good as a guy like Luke Keekley was, um, which is pretty high praise because Keekley's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, Parsons can do it all. So if this happened, I would run to the podium if I was uh, the Raiders. Um, they need to get better on defense. I th- feel like that's what's really killing that team because um, uh, Derek Carr hasn't been bad. Like He's been actually a pretty good quarterback for uh, John Gruden in his second stint with the Raiders. So that's what I would do in that situation is if he was there, I would take him. So next is the Miami Dolphins with their second pick. And this is where I have a running back going. Um, they didn't really have a running game. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of taking a first-round running back. I think I've stated that before. It just isn't a position where you need to spend those premium picks on because you can get them later, and they usually turn out pretty good. But they have a ton of picks, so I, I don't feel as bad about that. So I would take Najee Harris from Alabama, who – got the Doak Walker award over my guy Brees Hall at Iowa State, which I'm still salty about. But Harris is a good back, too. I mean, he's he's big. He showed he could actually catch last year um, with having a lot more of that stuff going on. And uh, he used to play with his teammates, so it's kind of funny because it would be the Crimson Tide just in uh, Miami. But um, I think it would be a good pick for them and fills a, actually a pretty big need for them. Next at 19, we have the Washington quote football team and uh snuck into the playoffs last year um but really put on a show against the the future super bowl champs in the in the tampa bay buccaneers um great d-line they've really built that really well um they they kind of need a quarterback they're going to go with my boy fitz magic this year um so watch out for them to possibly trade up i I don't know if they will or not. Um, maybe just ride out this year and then see what happens. Um, but if I'm in that situation, I would go offensive line. And they have a pretty good one at Virginia Tech. Christian Derisau, um, who's offensive tackle. That's where I'd go there. Um, it feels feels something they've lost um, when uh, Trent Williams left. And I think it just it's always good to build on the f- offensive or defensive line if you're not filling something else because you always need those guys, especially if they're first-round talent. So that's where I'd go. Next are my Chicago Bears. Um, before we get into the pick, we have to start Andy Dalton this year, the Red red Rifle, Wolf City. Um, I don't know. Like, Trubisky sucks. Nick Foles sucks. And Dalton's just the same type of guy. I never understood the reasoning with that. Allegedly, they did make a trade offer for Russell Wilson, which would have been incredible. But it is what it is. Um, and I would rather – them just kind of go with this instead of trying to reach for a quarterback here. Um, so with that being said, they actually do need some help on defense and they, uh, lost a, cor- a corner in Fuller. So I'm hoping this guy would be able to fill, um, that need. And it's a guy that's kind of been rising up the, the draft boards a bit. And it's Greg Newsom, the second from, uh, Northwestern who plays cornerback. I think it would be a pretty good fit. Um, he's he seems like he's a fighter. He's a he's a, he really gets after it. So I'd be cool with him being a bear and filling a need. So and we'll see how the Dalton show goes. But I'm not holding my breath on that part. All right, next we have at 21 the Indianapolis Colts. Um, the Colts just traded for Carson Wentz. 
out of the places he could have gone, it's probably the best fit for him because um, he reunites with um, Jeff's boy Frank Reich um, at, at uh, as the head coach there, and he should. I mean, he could have success. They have a pretty good offensive line. Um, they do have you know a few weapons, and the D is actually pretty solid. And they should be probably a playoff contender as long as Wentz isn't garbage. So. But it's always good to get a pass rusher, um, and because uh, the pass rushers are ha- they have are older or um, just th- it's always good to have more. So um, I have no idea how to say this guy's name right. I've heard it, and I should have practiced it before I recorded this. But Aziz Ajulari, um from Georgia, another kind of hybrid guy, linebacker, defensive end. Um, but he was really good th- this past year in the SEC. Um, and got off the quarterback, and I think he'd be a really good fit with this Colts team that likes solid dudes like that. Um, they actually have a neat offensive tackle now that Costanza retired, but I think they'll try to fill that later um, and take a guy like Aziz from Georgia here. Next are the Tennessee Titans. Um, interesting group because they made you know they made the playoffs. The offense was actually pretty good. But their defense with a defensive coach was actually pretty bad. Um, so I think they actually need somebody that's versatile that could f- can move around the defense and basically fill a few few spots. So I have them taken Trevon Morig from uh, TCU, um, who's a safety. And he wasn't as great in 2020, but he was really awesome in 2019. Um, but either way, I think he, he's going to be a pretty good player in the NFL and um, really help – the Titans just kind of, you know, move them around safety, maybe, you know, a nickel corner or whatever it might be. Um, next we have the jets with their second pick. Um, and they went quarterback early. So I would focus on defense in the second pick and I'm a little worried about this guy. Um, he's awesome when he's healthy, but he's had some back issues and stuff, which could be a problem for the NFL. Um, Caleb Far- Farley, who's a corner from uh, Virginia tech. And, uh, I think, if he can play and he's, you know, injury free, he'll be a really good fit for them and help him on that side of the ball. But that's something I'd be watching. Um, if you're a fan of them. So next the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's crazy. Big Ben's still playing. I thought he would have retired like three years ago, (laughs) but here he is. I think this year actually will finally be his last year. So, um, but they actually lost um, some offensive lines um, personnel. So I would take here the tackle from Oklahoma State, um, Tevin Jenkins. He has a really goofy profile picture. If you get a chance, you should go look at it. But even though he is goofy looking, he's he's a mauler. And, you know, I watched him personally the Big 12 as being an Iowa State fan, and I think he's going to be a really good pro. He'll probably be more of a right tackle type of player, but – Either way, he can start from day one. And next, the second pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this one, I wasn't sure what to peg because, I mean, they just kind of need everything. (laughs) So I figured if they got a guy that was versatile um, on the back end that can play linebacker, pass rush a little bit, maybe safety, I thought, you know, that's, that's always good, especially late in the first round. So I have him taking Jeremiah Owasu Kromoa. God, these names are hard. Um, who's a linebacker from Notre Dame. And 
He, I mean, he played all over the field on defense for them. So I'm, I'm assuming the Jaguars could find, find a spot for him. And uh, I think he'd be a good pick for them on that side of the ball. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, next we have the Cleveland Browns, who, believe it or not, made the playoffs finally. Which um, it's hard not to root for them because they've been so bad for so long. And they actually have a pretty solid roster um, up and down. But I think they could really use a playmaking linebacker. And one of my favorite guys in this draft, Zayvon Collins from uh, Tulsa, is a linebacker. He's actually pretty big, which is surprising you can actually put on that much mass at Tulsa because I doubt their weight room is that great. But he was incredible on the field. I mean, he was all over the place and really carried that team, um, the Golden Hurricane. So – I uh, I hope he has his success in the NFL because he was a lot of fun to watch, so I'm a, I'm a big fan. Next, we have the Baltimore Ravens, and I have them taking one of the two defensive ends from Miami that are p- potential first-round picks. So I might be wrong. It might be the other one, but I think one of the two DNs from Miami is going to go in the spot, and I think it will be uh, Gregory Russell. Um, he just – he has uh, – just kind of that big frame, kind of lanky that I think the Raven staff's really going to be good at developing because especially on defense, they're really good at just developing guys. They always have been. And not this past year, but in 2019, he dominated the ACC. So I think he, in the right scheme, he will be a really good player. So next I have the New Orleans Saints. And here I have them taking the only – True defensive tackle I have going in the first round, and that's Christian Bearmore from Alabama. Um, he fills actually a huge need for the Saints because they lost Sheldon Rankins. They don't have much cap room, so they really have to kind of fill this in the draft. So, you know, it's not really sexy to take a defensive tackle in the first round, but it will work for them. They're going to be interesting going forward because, you know, they still have really good players, but they lost Drew Brees. And is it going to be Taysom Hill or is it going to be Jameis Winston, at quarterback, and can either of those guys actually be good? We don't really know. You know, Taysom Hill's kind of just been this gadget guy. Winston was awful for the Bucks, So we'll see. It should be interesting. Next are the Green Bay Packers. Um, they never take wide receivers in the first round, and I'm probably wrong with this. But I think they could use a guy like Katarius Tony from Florida, who's a wide receiver. A little smaller, and I think he could be a guy in space because a lot of their receivers are bigger guys um, for the most part, like former Iowa State receiver Alan Lazard. Um, and Devontae Adams is probably the best receiver in the league anyway, but I think it, it could be useful to have a smaller type of receiver like Tony. So I could be wrong, but that's what I have going there. So next are the uh, my friend Jeff's Buffalo Bills and um, made the – made the playoffs and made the AFC title game. Just couldn't get over the hump against the chiefs, which is, is tough, you know? So, uh, they were really good. Both sides of the ball. <coughs> Excuse me. So one thing they were really missing though, was uh, running back play, like good running back play. And Travis Etienne from Clemson. I'm always been a big fan of, he really should have came out last year. Um, I think he might regret that cause you lose a year as a running back and you only have so much time before, you're put to pasture basically, but I think he'd be an awesome fit for the bills. Cause he, I mean, he can run, he can catch, he's fast, explosive, and he'd be really fun on that fun bills team. So next I have the Ravens and their second pick. 
I'm pretty confident if they stay here, it's going to be a receiver. I could be wrong with the pick, but I went with Terrence Marshall Jr. from LSU, the other LSU receiver. He was really good this past year because um, he actually played, unlike Jamar Chase, who opted out. Um, either way, Lamar Jackson needs more weapons. Um, they just don't really have that wide receiver. I mean, they're so good at running the ball, but they need to get better at throwing the ball because I think that's what's really holding that team back. So might be Marshall, might be Rashad Bateman from uh, Minnesota, um, but one of those two receivers is who I see going here. And finally, in the first round, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champs. They actually re- return all their starters from last year, which is pretty rare in the NFL. Um, they don't really have a lot of needs, but I could see them going uh, like a pass rusher type of person. And somebody I've seen and heard from guys that I really follow, like the off-the-beaten-path guys, not the national guys, is this Carlos Basham Jr. from Wake Forest. He just had incredible major bulls and just this body type and he always had like a tackle for loss every game so they think that he could sneak in the first round so that's why i got him here so that's the mock draft um obviously we didn't cover every team so i wanted to talk a little bit about the teams that don't actually pick in the first round um so let's get to that so we have a team like the seahawks um and i don't think they picked till somewhere in the 50s i'm not sure where but they only have like three or four picks it's like ridiculous so they they have a few needs they have they need corner um linebacker really and they always need offensive line like i it's just crazy it's like every year they need offensive line so hopefully they can fill that um i don't know if they can even turn their limited picks into more but it'll be interesting um russell wilson is has his foot out the door so we'll see how they do this year um another team that doesn't pick in the first round is the la rams because all they do is trade first round picks for actual players so they pick around the same um somewhere in the 50s but they i think they have like six picks so they have a little bit more better chance of like filling out some holes they still need another pass rusher although they turned a former bear leonard floyd into a good player which pisses me off but <laughs> it is what it is um and linebacker just kind of fill in that area because they're pretty set for the most part on offense although they could probably use another tackle but and the unfortunate super bowl losers uh the kansas city chiefs sorry Bryn, i didn't mean that in a bad way um it's uh it's tough to go back to back super bowls they uh, they just traded their first-round pick, actually, for an offensive tackle, so they filled a need by getting Orlando Brown uh, Jr. from the Ravens. So other than that, I would say um, they have a little bit more picks. I think they got, like, seven or eight. Um, they should take some sort of, like, edge pass rusher and corner is definitely a need for them. And then I believe last here is the Houston Texans. Kind of in a weird situation with Deshaun Watson and – First he wants out, and then he has all these allegations against him. They're changing coaches. Uh, they change GMs. They have infighting in the in the whole franchise, so I have no idea what to expect of them. But they don't pick until like 67, 68, somewhere around there. So that's that's tough. And they need they need some help too because they need they need linemen. They need a new tight end. I would say they even need wide receiver. Because, you know, they stupidly traded DeAndre Hopkins before. So, um, 
so that's what I have with the teams and kind of my thoughts on that. Um, I did want to talk about just a little bit um, our local uh, guys that might get drafted. So I'll talk about Iowa. I'll talk about I- ISU, and I'll talk about you and I because this is a – I don't lean one way or the other on the podcast, so I'm going to talk about, you know, the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones and the Panthers. So so I'll start with the Hawks. Um, first, they had Davion Nixon, who's probably their best prospect of getting drafted this year, um, D-tackle. Um, he, he only played this past year, but he – put on a show um so probably second or third round i think he'll personally i think he'll end up like in the top of third round if i had to guess um but he he has a chance to actually be pretty good in the nfl i think if he puts it together but we'll see so um another guy on their defensive line is chauncey golston um he started for a few few years uh, as a defensive end for the hawks um but I mean, he's he's a typical Hawk defensive end, like just solid, you know, player. So he'll end up in like probably the fourth or fifth round. If I had to actually choose, I would say fifth, fourth round. Excuse me, um, probably later in the fourth round. But uh, he'll have a chance to, you know, play some snaps. And another guy for them that's going to get drafted, I would say, is Alaric Jackson, um, offensive tackle. He. What's kind of funny is like two years ago he was on this path to be like a first, second, third round pick. And now what I've seen is like, he's all over the board. Like some have him in the fourth round, some have him in the seventh round. So it's, uh, it's interesting. So if I had to guess, I think he'll end up in the fifth round. Cause even though he's, you know, sliding down a little bit, he's an Iowa offensive lineman. They're always just solid players. So he'll end up on the team. He'll play. And <clears throat> excuse me. And then they have a couple of receivers. I think will have a chance of getting drafted. Amir Smith Marset first. Um, he started for I think all four years he was there. Uh, my my Hawkeye friends can correct me if I'm wrong, but he has a chance sixth or seventh round um, of getting drafted. I think he sneaks in the seventh round because I think he can do some like kick return stuff too. So I think they'll get him a draftable grade. And the other receiver is Brandon Smith. Um, he's a little bit bigger. I don't think he'll get drafted. Um, he might sneak in the seventh round, but if I had to guess, he'll be an undrafted free agent. Um, just I don't think people are as high on him as they are on Smith Marset. Um, linebacker Nick Neiman will probably have a shot. I would say sixth or seventh round. If I had to pick, I would say sixth round. Um, because he was a really solid linebacker for Iowa, and I think they'll get him drafted. Um, I think that's it of guys I think will actually get drafted. I know they have a lineman, Cole Banwart. He'll probably be a free agent. He'll probably crack a squad. Um, yeah, and I think that's probably it. Now, for Iowa State, which I know a little bit more about, um, so they're guys that will have a chance to get drafted. First is Kene Nwangu. Um, he was there for a while <laughs> running back. He unfortunately had an Achilles injury while he was in college, so he never really took off. But um, especially this past year, he just made plays when it mattered. And he was a really good kickoff returner, and I think they'll actually help him at the next level. And he had an incredible workout at um, Iowa State's Pro Day, which I think will go a long way. So I think he's actually going to sneak in the seventh round. I think somebody's going to take a chance on him. And hopefully he'll get on the field as a kick returner. 
Um, next, we have Jaquan Bailey, um, who really was a solid player for Iowa State. Um, he doesn't have like the perfect measurables you want from a defensive end, um, so I don't think he'll get drafted, although he's a hard worker, so I think he's going to make some noise in camp and hopefully stick on a roster as a kind of a depth piece at, at end, but we'll see just because he's not, he's not super fast or anything, but I think he'll work hard, so I'm looking forward to seeing what, what happens with him. Next is Dylan Sainer, who is kind of fascinating to me at tight end for Iowa State. He uh, is tight end. I mean, he's huge, huge human being. And um, but he's not, like, fast. However, I think he can be successful at the next level because every team needs, like, the blocking tight end type of guy. That's not catching the passes, but it comes in the two tight end sets. That's more of an extra offensive tackle, and he could fill that role. And he can catch, like, if he did, like, you know, some short stuff, short, like, out stuff. So I hope he makes a team. If he gets drafted, it'll be seventh round. I don't think he'll get drafted. I think he'll be undrafted free agent. But I am very, very sure he'll actually make a squad. So looking forward to that for him. Um, the only one, other one that I would even talk about for Iowa State is Lawrence White. Um, he was a safety. Um, he's not going to get drafted. But he was, I mean, he was a good player. And he was, he's competitive, so I think he'll go to camp and we'll just kind of see what happens from there. But he just doesn't have the size for the the position he plays as safety, so we'll see. All right, so then you and I actually has a couple guys that are going to get drafted relatively high, so I figured I should talk about them. First is Spencer Brown, and both these guys opted out. They didn't play in the spring season that the FCS did. So Spencer Brown is offensive tackle for you and I. Um, he, he is like in high school played small school football, like eight man played like tight end and just kind of grew into his body. So he's a big dude. He's like six, eight. Um, and there's a lot of guys high in him. I've seen a lot of good stuff written about him and he has, a, he's probably going to get drafted in the third round. If I had to guess, I'm going to say a third round. Um, and I think he'll end up being a starter in the NFL. So, I mean, good for him for working on his craft and getting to the point where you're going to get drafted and, and start from a small school. So, and then the other guy is Ellerson Smith, who's more of a kind of edge pass rusher type of guy for for uh, from a you and I, um, and he was awesome his junior year because he opted out this past year so he didn't play, but he was like top five in tackles for loss, sacks, fumbles. So he uh, he's he's gonna make a squad and he's gonna be pretty good I think, um, kind of a rotational like pass rusher type of guy. So. I'm going to peg him probably third, fourth round, but if I had to choose, I would say fourth round. So I think that's where he's going to end up um, actually sticking. So, all right. I think I covered everything I wanted to talk about with the draft. So first first um, round is on Thursday on the 29th, so looking forward to that. Rounds two through three are on Friday, and then the rest are on Saturday, which is some of my favorites of fourth through seventh because nobody knows those guys except me. <laughs> so hopefully you get to watch it. Um, as for the podcast, I'm hoping that we get more into it. Um, I am going to be gone in a couple weeks on my honeymoon. Congratulations to me. And then uh, hopefully we can dig into some stuff because I, I have some ideas for this year. So hope you guys enjoyed listening. Um, look forward to the draft, and you'll hear from us soon. Until next time. Whew! After the-
party is yeah. the Waffle House. Uh-huh. If you ever been here, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh-huh. Where people don't dance, all they do is yeah. this. Uh-huh. And after the this original, you the know remix. what it is. Welcome to remix. It had to go down. I got something else to tell you about the new Motown. Oh, Where people don't visit, they move out here. And ain't no telling who you might see up in Lenox Square. I don't know about you, but I miss the freak Nick. Cause that's when my city used to be real sick. People from other cities used to drive for miles just to come and get a taste of this ATL. I'm the MVP, most ballin' this player Make my own moves, call me the mayor Monday night, you know things change with time Magic City back looking like 89 All my homies on the south side up in the Ritz Tuesday night, the Velvet Room, same shit Wednesday, strokers, I don't go no more Cause they don't know how to treat you when you come through the door Thursday night was pushed, but we moved the fuel And I be up in the booth drunk, acting the fool Friday night, at Kaya, they still got love And the Shark Bar be popping like it's a nightclub Saturday still off the easy for she's it. You can find me up in one tweezy Sunday, getting me some sleep, please. I'm on my way to the deck to hit jazz and tees. Holla. Hey, Representing NYC to the fullest. Gats up, Caleb. Heads be ducking in New York, be busting. Take that. Welcome to New York, motherfuckers, where we don't play. And out of towners get got like every day. And a gangster's a gangster in every way. Sitting on 22s, just with long money, dude. Now the dawn's on it. Did he shine on it? Tell Flex to run it back and drop a bomb on it. Sunday, we laying low in Halo. Sipping Chris and we straight. Monday, we go to Bungalow 8. Tuesday, I'm in spa, drunk, doing the shaking. For the rest of the week, we just follow the freaks. You can spot us out of town by the way that we walk, the way that we talk. Cocky to stay in New York. Right. Hot now, top down at the Rucker game New uh. coupe, no roof, player, what's my name? Now Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Staten, Uptown, what now? Let's make it happen New yeah, York, yeah, motherfuckers yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can yeah, make yeah. it here, yeah, 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 you can make yeah, it anywhere We still here, and we built it for more new St. Louis ain't hip-hop Dirty, we hop to a zip I'm a lunatic with too much grip to let her slip I'm so St. Louis, ask my tattooist I was like the water boy, now they saying I'm baby Huey, one of the best in the Louis Sip Louis, smoke Louis, dressed in Louis Home of back porches, chucks and earth forces Old school cars, they trailblazing like Portland The girls are the best like Travis with fat asses I call them gimme girls, they always tell me I can have it All got habits, marijuana the static Five two cats and coats with Automatics. St. Louis is the truth like Sojourner Don't need a burner, we learn from Ike Turner I tried to told you don't cross that bridge Without permission from them St. Lunatics Ladies and gentlemen, we got the big Snoop Dogg in the house tonight He just came from off tour And he wanna tell y'all a little bit about where he come from Palm trees, bad bitches and wannabes uh-huh. OGs like me, eating on policies uh-huh. Now latest, jelly beans and wallabies uh-huh. Real niggas from the set are hardly ever seen yeah. Mostly heard, sell a bird off the kisser Then when we dip, we hop it, then we swizzle A lot of homies like to wear the piss on Hair longer than hers, sharp with the pizza. <laughs> Doggy Dizzo, you know I like the bizzo. Yeah. Like Kobe and Shaq, so take that. Take that, take that. Long beaches <laughs> on the motherfucking map. The city by the sea, R-I-P-J-D. You know me. about the LBC. Uh-huh. My niggas love them stillers, cold hearted killers. Yeah. Real cat pillars, uh-huh. real niggas fillers. Ain't no swillers, uh-huh. a lot of dope dealers. Oh. Bang, diggy dang dang. 
Dog pound, gangster crip gang, yeah, we do the damn thing. Damn Hold thing. up, come on, scoop up cocaine. Head to the church house to get a little workout. Smoke out, drink up, now put your bank up. It's all on me, I got a scenery to stank up. Crank up the beat, raise up the heat. I'm throwing a block party on 2 1 streets. Welcome to Atlanta Remix, hey, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till 8 in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till 8 in the morning.